0: Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo! Welcome to Be Yourself, the show where you can be yourself with me, Andrew Matías. Today's guest is Steph Aranas. She's the singer-half of the pop duo Stefan Huge, which is a rising pop act in the local indie scene, and certainly one of my favorite people that I've worked with. Steph is also a very proud woman and a trans woman at that. And yes, we are releasing this on the second week of November, which is Transgender Awareness Week. But I don't want you to think this episode is just trend-jacking on pride or whatever the hell to make me seem progressive. In fact, one of the big reasons Gianina and I wanted to have Steph on the show is that Steph personally helped me come to terms with my gender identity as a non-binary person. So clearly, the trans struggle is one that's very much close to my heart. It's a struggle I've participated in and have come out happier and more liberated for having realized. The trans struggle tends to be one of the least understood gender struggles. A lot of people, even so-called feminists and gay rights activists, tend to view the trans struggle as something imaginary. But it's not, because it's a very real and very scary struggle for a lot of people. It was certainly a fatal one for people like Jennifer Laude and Madonna Niera. This show, in case you're not aware, (laughs) is called Be Yourself. And what Stephanas teaches us is that for trans people like her and myself, sometimes being yourself can be the most daunting and scary task in the world. But on the heels of another Soji Bill hearing, we're reminded that there are few things worth fighting for, more than being yourself also quick trigger warning about transphobia cue intro music Our next guest is a special one for me, and I say that all the time, but I really mean it when I say that she's a very important friend to me. Uh, She's the singer-half of the pop duo Stefan Huge, and she's been pretty busy this quarantine, releasing two new singles, Unrest and the queer anthem, Live for Love. Tonight, on Transgender Awareness Week, no less, she is going to be herself. So welcome to the show, Stefananas.
1: Thank you for having me. Hello, Andy.
0: Kage graduate lang natin, so uh, yes. has, how has your uh, post grad life been? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
1: sedentary. Uh, weird because uh, we graduated, but I don't feel any different. Well, well, I guess there's. A growing pressure to be productive and to be even more productive because there is nothing, nothing going yeah, on. Although sure. there's everything going on. <laughs> that's also true
0: because of
1: so this difficult. fucking pandemic. But uh, and um, I, am lucky. Now nah, there isn't. There is, there is. It's more of a pressure on myself. Uh, that's coming from me, rather than like my my mom or my family. You know. But at the same time, I do want to like. Start to help out at home as as soon as I can. Right. Luckily, i mom not under no pressure.
0: Yeah, we don't. But I, I just
1: feel like I should get a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think we should. You know, go into the specifics of money or jobs or anything, because uh, yeah, it tends to be sensitive information. But I figured, uh, despite that, we might as well just address the big elephant in the room here, which is that yeah. uh, this episode is releasing on Trans Awareness Week and. Uh, I guess this is like the first public channel outside of Twitter where I get yeah. to say that I identify as non-binary, which uh, in my case also makes me transgender. And yeah, um, you have been a big part of that realization for me. Uh, I might as well say that now. You have been a massive yeah. part of that. Not just Thank for you. answering my questions uh, directly, but also just the implicit yeah. stuff you've helped me with. Like over the years when I would ask... Um, just like random questions about what it feels like to be trans, and uh, you would always be patient with me, uh, even yeah. if I wasn't the most educated. Like I would ask you. I remember last year during your birthday gig, I asked you, I like which bathrooms you use?" And that was something that was super new to me. Like I didn't really, um, I didn't really understand, I guess, how that worked. But when I look back in retrospect, sa historiko it just always felt like the more natural conclusion and getting to come out now is something that i feel um has really liberated me and made me feel a lot more uh, safe in my own body you know yeah I, I guess that's why we might as well just directly ask you know how is that transition for you like do you wanna oh, uh, how is how, how, is, the, how is that
1: for yeah, how was that transition yeah
0: how was the the i guess the realization of of coming to to your identity
1: I guess um it was a super long process. It it took a very long time to get to where I am now. And even now this is i I, I feel a lot more I guess settled or settled in who I am right now. But at the same time I can't really say that nah, this is who I'll be forever, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like bungalows um, it's always going to be, it's always going to be, like, an evolution, I guess, of, of, like, my, my identity and my gender, and I can't really say not who I am now, so it's i will be forever, but I feel like this is the most stable that I've been, and I feel like this is the most, um, comfortable that I've been in my body and in my sexuality and in my gender identity, so, um, yeah, I guess, like, uh, the realization happened for me, um, I, it, it's funny because I I was always so sure of myself when I was in high school. I uh, na, na. I was just this sassy, uh, the sassy F-word. And uh, parang lahat kaya ko, lahat, uh, I would just wear what I want, uh, do everything I wanted on my own terms. And then, I guess, meeting everyone that I did in college, uh, being a part of Babaylan, being exposed to... What what the T and L G B T really means? Because um, on the surface level, knowing the acronym and like not actually being in that advocacy and not um, knowing people firsthand, it's it's so different. <clears throat> being having that information and having that experience with those people, but with people like us, um, it just changes your perspective, and it just it made me discover and like uncover, I guess, more of who I really am. So that was something that, it was a struggle. It was a, it was around like, I, I think I said this to you when when, when, when we last talked, about, it was around two years of, of me just like questioning myself constantly. Yeah. And until I was just like, no, I can't, I can't deal with being seen as a man. As yeah. a boy anymore, it's just like it's just, it, it. It really got to the point where it just made me super uncomfortable, and then, then that. and and we're here now. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think the the yeah. thing that people fail to realize, and I guess about being trans for me, um, and as you just said for you, is that it's not just so much the acceptance of femininity or the acceptance of your own gender, but it's also kind of just the rejection, too, of where you came from. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, they, like, people fail to realize that that's, that, that really is it. Nah, I I don't want to be called a he, and it's not just because, um, like, I want to be special about my pronouns or anything. It's just that that just doesn't feel like who I actually am. You know, you were talking about how you know, this has been a process for you, and that uh, this might not be the final evolution of, of your gender. And yeah, it's 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 funny because y- you were saying that even when you were in high school or in early college, you were already kind of comfortable with your identity. And how was that for you? What was the? I I guess what's the difference between the comfort that you experienced when you identified as, um, yeah, as a as a man prior to. How you identify now? Like, what's what's the difference in the comfort level?
1: I feel like in high school, I just didn't have the knowledge or the tools. now I don't know. Parang um, in high school, I was I was comfortable because um, I could be very loud and out and and I could be very flashy and flamboyant without like without consequence. And I guess it was the bubble that I was in because in the high, in my high school, I was lucky to have, like, a good support system around me. I was close with the, I was close to the straight boys, I was close to the gays, I was, um, my family was supportive. So, I thought na, that was it. I thought na, okay na ako. And um, going into college and discovering all of these new people and understanding that gender is so much more nuanced than what I thought it was, parang like, na-open your eyes ko, and, like, na- napareflecto ko sa so sarili ko na parang, okay, parang, and the way I've been carrying myself, it, it just clicked na, maybe, I'm not, just a boy. Maybe I'm not a boy at all. Yeah. And, and, yun, so, parang, it, it went from, it, yeah, the internal, the, the internal dialogue went from, maybe I'm not just a boy, which I identified as non-binary for a few, a, few, a few years. And then, until I was like, no girl, like, I'm really not a boy at all. <laughs> like, I, that's not me anymore. So, I'm not necessarily saying that I'll like, flip back, that's not it. I guess what I'm saying is, I just don't know who I'll be in the future. But I feel, for now, for for. I feel I feel that this is me, now. like gender identity-wise.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard for like you to, to see sad. any universe that you yeah move past where you are right now.
1: I feel like I'm very sad. I feel like this is the destination for my <laughs> gender.
0: That's yeah. great. Um, for me, it was um, I I I don't know how um, you I I wanted to talk to you about your coming out experience because. Naturally, um, they say that as a trans person, you have to come out twice, usually. Uh, there are a lot of people who tend to come out twice. Like, the first time is as a, a gay person, and then the second one is as a trans person. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't true for me, because I kind of just yeah. uh, jumped immediately into my identity and expression side of it, as opposed to the sexual orientation. Pero, um, yeah, how was that like for you? Yeah. Will, will, was was it more difficult to be to come out the second time, or um, was it easier? I guess just knowing that you know you you already had. I that feel experience? like it
1: was so much harder the second time, um, just because uh, people are evil. People are evil to trans to trans women specifically <laughs> sure. to trans. Literally, we have it the worst, and then in, in the LGBT and in with, within the T community, parang kami yung kami yung binububo, kami pinapatay and like yeah. i say this with levity but um it's so serious na mm-hmm. it's so serious na and it's insane to me na kami kami pinahospital talaga so i was so afraid of all of the implications of that cuz it's so real like the violence the discrimination the harassment the trans women experience is insane and 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 scary. So for a long time, sobrang afraid of of all of that. And like it, and it's it's even even as especially as a trans woman now. Um, like I'm lucky to have the support that I that I have, and I'm lucky to see other out and proud trans women um, being so vocal and being um, and uh, being strong. Uh, but you know, at the time. Uh, I didn't really have peers yet, but all of like my, uh, even among even among my very close peers, we were all just discovering ourselves too. so uh, ayun, parang it, it was a very anxious time for me. very uh, after all that fear and anxiety, luckily, um, it's weird that eh? it's weird because um the coming out for the second time wasn't really the same at all. Uh, I guess it was it was just me changing and um, with my cousins they literally had to ask me because they were seeing my posts I would be vocal online but I would not say anything to my actual family members uh, but with my with my uh, with my cousins uh, one particular cousin who was also queer she pointed out to me and, uh, why are you why are you not correcting our baby cousins when they call you Kuya? Sabi niya sa akin that ni mo sila but, 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 but ano, but di, sila, but di mo sila but di mo sila sinasabihin na tawagin ka na ate. And then I was like, cause I'm scared. <laughs> Kasi, um, di ko alam paano sila mag And, and yun, parang that, that discussion, and parang inuman nyo at it was 2am. Tapos, uh, it just opened the conversation wide open. Nah, uh, yeah, I could open up. I, I finally opened my identity up to them, and then, later after that, uh, it was every. It was more. It was. I'm lucky that it was more of them asking me how do I want to be called, than me having to come up to them and say, Nah, uh, this is this is. I'm trans. Uh, this is how you yeah. should treat me. Yeah, but that's I'm, the
0: whole checklist of what you should do, you know.
1: Yeah, I I'm so lucky and uh, my cousins uh, were the ones that like who kind of took the initiative and like pulled me out of the closet in that way. <laughs> um, yeah. and and I, I'm lucky in uh, yeah, my extended family and even my own family, they're, they're they they uh, are sensitive to my needs. And they care a lot. That and it's not, it's not it's not it's not the i know american dialogue na na mom i'm trans or kuya i'm trans <laughs> like i didn't i didn't i it's it's no, eh, it's not one one parang uh buga ng identity and then they get it kasi it's such um it's always such a process na now I feel like they don't they they don't necessarily understand all the nuances now,
0: mm.
1: of of being trans and how to how to treat me necessarily as a trans woman but I also know that there is no malice there
0: yeah. and there's
1: and like they're all we're, we're all learning together and that yeah, they I they, I just I am very comfortable in the fact that uh and lucky i'm very
0: lucky uh, <laughs> you are for sure that
1: they love that they love me that they all love me and they're all supportive and that um yeah
0: i th- you know i i like what you said then the parang um i i guess it's it's there's also just a forgiveness aspect then when people slip up i like that you you mentioned that it's it really is a A step-by-step thing it's not you know it's never it's never like it's seen in the movies where hi i'm you know i and you if you literally come out of a closet sometimes um there's a lot of learning when it comes to that it's funny because i i do resonate with what you were saying about how you wouldn't correct your younger cousins because uh I, i guess for the friends who have known me the longest it's the hardest for them to get used to my pronouns like my best friend uh, has a really difficult time sometimes and I don't blame him for that because um, it it really is something that you just kind of have to you know just be patient about and uh, I, I don't know I mean I, I see my friends trying to put a lot of effort into it you know going back to what you were saying that na- <laughs> trans women yung pinaka oppressed I'm happy you said that just as a matter of fact um, I have re- I haven't really gotten any really hard hot opinions about stuff on the show yet so i guess that would be the first and like a first possibly contentious one for some people but uh i definitely agree i would say so like i don't wanna i don't think life is ever a competition about who has the shittier life pero when you see just the rate of, of women who get killed just for um for not being born that way um It's devastating. It it really is. And when I was... I I guess an experience that I want to share was that the thing that really stopped me, I think, for accessing my identity for the longest time was um, I would have friends who were LGBT. And uh, not my friends anymore. But a lot of them would tell me that they don't think I could be gay and that was they like don't think you're what they don't think you're what they, they didn't think I could be gay, like there wasn't like a gay thing in my body, and um I don't know why I think it might just have been because I'm attracted to women and because I tend to have masculine hobbies, but um, I guess that kind of inhibited me for a long time. and that's why I wanted to ask you, um, you know, given that, given that you you said that no, the no, trans women are the most oppressed out of all the LGBTs, and it is decidedly a different struggle from the gay struggle, uh, which is how I came yeah. to, reala- to realize that too. Because I always identified yeah. with trans people more than gay people. Pero, I guess was there, you know, pushback for you when it came to to, to friends? and this is regardless of however you came out, like, were there ever any um, difficult people that you had to, to to cut off entirely or you had to, I guess, present yourself in a way that was more firm about your identity?
1: I feel like there were people that I decided to stay away from. Mm. I didn't necessarily cut people off, but in general, I have the personality that if if I feel like you're not important and wala kang inaambag sa buhay in like positive, And I, I just don't bother. I don't bother. I I'm very I'm very selective with the people I keep in my life. And um and it's just it's just out of like survival. it's not yeah. it's not well also yes, I am very picky. But um it's also because um I don't wanna waste my time. Yeah. With people that don't understand me or don't yeah. care to understand me. Yeah. So, I would rather uh, spend three days with my best friend than like an hour with
0: like, with someone you have to convince about your. Yeah, experience.
1: yeah. it's so tiring. Um. So yeah, parang I uh there was. I will never forget this. Uh, when when you ask me the question, it's not. It's honestly, I guess, not that big big of a deal. But it kind of made a mark on me. Uh, I was at when when pool club was alive. Uh, I was at pool club with a friend, and we were, I think, we were I think, freshmen or sophomores. Um, and uh, I was close with this person for, uh, for a long. time like throughout high school we were very close and then when we went to this club together uh, I wanted to go to the bathroom and I was very femme presenting at the time I would well I, I can't speak to how fish I was or how um, passive pass, passing I was <laughs> but like still it was very like she is she um, serving something I love yeah, yeah. Not, like this is clearly not a cis this is clearly not yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> for, sure, for sure um
1: so yeah so uh no no matter how questionable i was just like i'm not comfortable going to the men's room uh i i said that to her and i was asking her to come with me because i needed i needed the support because uh at the time i i was non-binary and hindi i i was not confident enough to go there alone and i was also afraid that if i were to be clocked by a girl uh, may, may, there would be like a scene and i'm not i'm not about that ni, ni, hindi ako, hindi ako super confrontational hindi ako, uh, and i'm also afraid i was <laughs> also, also just afraid uh, so i asked her can you please come with me to the to, to the ladies room that I, i i I was just mama. Tapos, uh, uh so I was like, Um sis, uh so yun, that, that rubbed off on me because I know um she just didn't really care for she didn't really care for her. um my concerns, my my issue and my and like and that anxiety. Um and she wanna have my back in that way I guess. Which I, in hindsight, maybe she didn't really understand uh, what I was going through, or maybe I didn't really, uh, I didn't really assert to her, "Oh, this is where this is where I am with my identity, or whatever, whatever, whatever." But, uh, I I was very close with her, yeah. so I thought it was a given, mm. and I just felt kind of hurt. I felt pretty hurt by it. Yeah. So, um. It, anyway, because um, the fear in the, the fear in my mind was not if I go to the men's room looking like this, it's a bug. So it's it's like it's literally a safety issue. It's not even it's not even about like nuances or like ever. Uh So even with that very basic issue, I guess she didn't see that. So, um, ayon. Anyway. Uh, that's that's one instance that I feel like defined how I I pick who I keep myself around or who I keep around me rather.
0: I I like that you said the you know maybe she just didn't have the knowledge at the time, but it's all, I I I get what you're saying that it's also a thing where I mean if we're friends, then. That stuff can come later. Like That shit can come later. Yeah, I feel like the intuitive thing should always just be to protect your friends. And I'm very similar about who I choose in my life. I tend to be very flighty, I guess, about friendships. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, It's great that you brought that up because that's something I did want to talk to you about. Um, I tend to be very let go-y. The past is a very difficult thing for me to talk about. So I don't know why I'm doing this show where I talk to people about their pasts, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's the same for you. No, no, not really. Uh, I'm very,
1: uh, I am. Hmm, that's that's a tricky question. Because as much as I am very, uh, I'm kind of an open book, like or I, at least I, I guess I kind of appear that way because I am. I try to be as polite as I can and like talk to like as if you're gonna come if you're gonna engage with me. I'm going to respond, like, I'm going to, uh, I will not, like, I, I, I just don't like being rude, I guess. Um, but at the same time, uh, as I try to be as open as I can. At the same time, uh, I don't necessarily like letting people in, in that way,
0: mm. if
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Parang, especially if I don't, if I feel If the, I am very open once there's an established level of trust. Mm, I but guess. if that's not there, like as I said, as I said before, I just will not engage. I don't necessarily have trouble accepting my past. I guess sometimes I, I have to I, I have to like confront myself about certain things. Uh, am I comfortable with this? Am I like am I comfortable seeing my full dead name in my email? Alam Tang yeah. mga things lang na very trans trans specific things na. Mm-hmm.
0: But when it comes to um, personal life and just it, it's really not an issue for you.
1: I guess no. Uh, I try as much as I can to just like live here now, and live where I am. And I I I tend to like look back. I'm super sentimental. Uh, yeah. I I'm very cheesy. So. I tend to look back and I tend, I like to look back at the past with my friends all the time. But I don't necessarily dwell or I try not, to, I do my best to not harbor any um, parang, it, like, bad feelings. I'm the type of person that um, I kind of block out negative, negative memories
0: yeah. <laughs> after yeah. they
1: die. I, I try not to, I try I not to, i try to let that all go yeah as much as i can because i i can't i i don't like having that weight on my shoulder
0: yeah that's to me that's what that's also where i um i guess that's what that's what i meant then when i was asking about accepting the past because to me it's it's something where i really hate dwelling on stuff too i get that um it's it's just not useful for me i don't i um I don't know. I, I just feel like you have to you do have to move forward and you do have to let things go. I think there's so much value in letting things go uh, that a lot of people don't see. And sometimes it sucks because I can't hold grudges at all. It's, <laughs> it's so difficult for me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess that was something that you know I did want to ask you. Given that you were saying that it's, it's hard for you to... Um, it's hard for you to accept people in as opposed to block people out. Um, I guess, you know, one of the last things that I I wanted to talk to you about too, was that, was just what, well, first of all, I do want to say that this show, like we would not be talking um, if it weren't for Giannina Azorius, who is the producer of the show and she's an amazing person. She's my best friend and I love her. Um, You know, but all the stuff she does is behind the scenes and all the stuff she does is, is cannot be uh, shown on camera, right? Similarly, uh, you as a musician are not alone because uh, you're part of a duo, and you're part of the duo Stefan Huge, and you're the singer, which to a lot of people who listen to music casually, is the most obvious part of the of the product, right? But you have an amazing producer in Huge, who you know, the, I'm sure you would say that the music would not be alive uh, without them. So. I guess absolutely. I just wanted, absolutely. and that's why I wanted to ask you how much Yuge has meant to you, not just in music, but as a friend and as someone, uh, uh, I would assume, is in your inner circle if you let them in enough to be your main producer. Absolutely, right? absolutely, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: No, nah,
1: um, honestly, like, I don't, we, we're not, Yuge and I, like, I'm generally super malambing sa friends ko, parang hindi ako nag hold back with like w- verbal affection and like I tend to like give nicknames to my friends. So uh, even even Huge has a nickname, so that says a lot. Uh, I don't have Uge. Anyway. Uh, see Uge. Uh, I I don't say this a lot, but I do love Uge. He is one of I would say he's one of my closest friends. Um, and I guess we're there for we're there for each other in a very um, This is so gross. Uh, we're we're there for each other because it's different when um, someone understands you musically as well. Uh, no. Like, as a, you, they understand you as a person, and they understand your stories and how to like make them make them into music. Uh, and that's a very, very like specific, uh, unique thing. Yeah. And uh, and I guess because of that through through this duo we also became super close we did not used to be this close um uh like when we were beginning we we weren't friends we, we knew each other we were classmates in grade four i think or three um <laughs> legit and then uh, we were never classmates in high school we were never close when we were in grade school and high school and then we just ended up Um, working together, I I ended up asking him to work on a song with me in fourth year high school. And then after that, I asked him, do you want to collaborate on other things? You can use me on your tracks, whatever, Uh, if you need a singer. And then it just, like, through time and through our debut EP, uh did not that was not an intentional plug but because of that project you can
0: you can totally plug if you want to but
1: stream palette cleanser on (laughs) spotify because of palette cleanser um we ended up bonding and we ended up working through a bunch of like work related issues and we ended up becoming closer and again, I feel like we're both at the level now we can kind of, like, talk about... I, I, I don't want to say anything because I don't know if he'll say that, but um, I feel like we're, we're close enough to really, like, get into each other's heads. And I guess, you know, yeah, like... Um, just, like, be dumb and <laughs> talk about... Like, honestly, we have, like, the dumbest conversations. Yeah. But, I yeah. Uh, we try not to. We're we're close enough to not drive each other crazy about work. Yeah. Uh, we try to understand each other, like, and meet each other in the middle as much as possible. now.
0: So yeah. I th- I I understand what you mean when you say na- just the artistic intimacy too, because honestly, uh, I'm gonna this first time I'm saying this publicly. I really wouldn't have done this if Janina didn't say that na- she wanted to do it too. Like if she had said no. I like absolutely would not have done this show, so we wouldn't be talking right now, like literally. And she's just great at what she does, so uh, I appreciate that. It's crazy to to feel that someone understands your message and not just you. So uh, I totally resonate with that. Going back to the thing you know that we were talking about with um, accepting the past, I think it's something for me where. I really value my mobility as a person. Like, I value being able to move. And, um, and sometimes I have difficulty with, with trying to move. And that's why uh, I wanted to ask you if that was similar for you. If you felt na, like how important moving is in your life and, and moving forward. And um, I guess what are the experiences that you felt... Because you said you don't hold grudges. You said that you don't dwell on the past too much. But I guess what was the most difficult thing for you to to let go of or to try to move forward from?
1: Huh. Oh, this is going to be... This is going to sound so dumb. And it, it's really not that deep. Um, it have to be. But it's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Um, <laughs> and I feel like my best friend, my best friend, will get this. It was hard to move on from when when I was uh, an exchange student in Japan. <laughs> That's so. That sounds so gross, and it sounds so Emily in Paris. But uh, uh, I guess uh, being in Japan for four months and being. Alone, so to speak, and just like trying to thrive on my own, like com- like on my own with my mama's money, uh, was uh, credits to her. Imp- credits important to distinction her. for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did not. I did not make my way there on my own. That was not.
0: Yeah, acknowledge your privilege, Steph.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god. Oh my god. She is. She is everything. She is everything. Um. Uh, the, the four months there though uh, I guess really made me like it, it really solidified my identity it really validated who I was Perfect. and uh, I guess it's just I guess being here in this country I have a lot of I had I still do but I I feel like there was a lot of doubt and insecurity and in being a woman and being accepted and seen as such and there still is i still feel that every single day uh, but in japan with people not knowing who i was and kind of starting over with like new friends in for like a while at least um it was it was super refreshing to like the, the anonymity and just like the, the, reintroducing myself without the bias, without the, without the burden of my past, of, of my previous identity, so to speak, um, it was interesting. It was interesting to like just be taken as as, as I as I am, um, and be be taken for who I am, uh, without question. So. Uh, that experience was was something that I super, super treasure. And I guess it's not necessarily something that I move on from, but I do... Yeah, I guess it's hard for me to let go of all that thrill and all of that. Like, besides being trans in another country, um, all of the the thrill, the excitement, the memories I made there, um, they really made a mark on me. And... I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's so gross. It really feels like I really want to go back and say, and eat my ramen and (laughs) eat my unigiri and just say, arigato all the time. And it's, it's like, that's it. It sounds super shallow, but it really was like a, a precious time in my life.
0: I, you know, that sounds amazing. And I feel like everyone should try that. Um, do you ever, when you say that you felt good about the fact that you didn't have to explain anything without um, previous iterations of Steph weighing down on you, um, do you ever feel like you want to just throw away the current life you have and try something completely different and have a completely new life with no one else knowing you? Similar to Japan, I guess, but you know, within our current context of where we are.
1: Oh okay, okay. Once once you said that last part, okay. Um. Hmm. Uh yes. Yes, because of our current context. Um <laughs> yes, because of this country, not because necessarily because of the place, because of the people who control this country. And uh and because uh it's so frustrating and depressing, and uh, to, to like see and hear everything that's happening in this con- in, in, in to our people, basically. Um, so yeah, yeah, of course, uh, there is there is a lot of uh, thoughts of escape and uh, just wanting i i i am yeah i've i've said uh, several times i'm very lucky and privileged to have the life i have and i honestly would not trade it for the world i i am very firm in that uh but but i would trade our context for anything else like our people deserve better uh we deserve better so uh, if we could swap <laughs> leaders, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like that would be the best option. I don't want to throw away my life necessarily, but I would like to throw the people who lead this country out of my life. <laughs> that that that's it. Out of all of our lives. So yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I, I guess the the other things I did want to ask you were going back to. You know, just the you you've said over and over again that generally you've had a pretty um, seamless experience when it comes to other people accepting you. Um, but I guess, given yeah, the current context, you know, and this is only if you want to talk about it. If not, we'll cut this out. But what was what were the most hurtful experiences? I guess um, when it came to being a Filipino specifically. Um, being trans in a Filipino hmm.
1: I guess it's just like um, I guess it's it, I guess it's just like the fear I'm gonna go back to the fear uh of uh of of like becoming a jennifer laude or a Niera. uh because that that seems to be that is a uh that seems to be part of our culture and th- this violence and uh that uh, and like just like how horribly people treat trans women in this country uh is so demeaning and uh and I feel like every week may bagong may bagong trans woman uh na, na catfish or na scam or pinatai or a and it's like I, 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 I tweet I I tweet this a lot. Uh, Like, when when do we get a break? Like, when do trans people get a break ever? When do trans women get a fucking break? Uh, Yeah, that's that's what upsets me the most. And add to that how... um, Add to that... Actually, nah, that, I, yeah, I guess that's the main thing. That's the main
0: thing for me. You know, you saying that uh, you, uh, um, you saying, and uh, your experience has been pretty special because of your family, um, and going to Japan with your mom's money. Uh, when we, I mean, <laughs> it's no, so bad said, when it's it like like <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know honestly, I, I didn't the, steal. I didn't steal it did. money.
0: Yeah, I didn't she, just like take her credit card and uh, she, she knew nothing she, uh, about it.
1: Uh, she very lovingly funded my travel.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's what happened. I did not take her <laughs> p- take her
0: purse. And <laughs> it was just like loaded with cash. Um, you know, I I I wanted to ask me the parang um, Given that you've felt really special about, you know, your family and how your mom has supported you, not just with your gender identity, but with um but with, you know, with with um with your travels and stuff. How you know, how much does your mom mean to you and how how is that manifested, I guess, in the small things in your life?
1: I feel like I don't even I don't even show this to her enough. But, like, definitely not enough. Uh, but, uh, my mom and I, uh, like, I super, super appreciate everything she's done for me. And, like, she's, she's a very complicated, she, she's kind of a complicated woman. We have, yeah. Um, and she can be tough. But I love her so much, I do, and I feel like, and yeah, like saying that out loud. Um, I feel like I need to show her that even more, cause uh, yeah, uh, like uh, she is, she is a, she has been a single mom for oh, like also um, uh, context. My dad passed away when, my my dad passed away in twenty eleven. Not um. Uh, not uh, it's just a fact, uh, and a uh, rest in peace, Dad. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mom has been supporting us even before that, um, single-handedly supporting us for ev- like forever. And she, in her own she, in her own right, is a superwoman. She is uh, incredibly strong, and she is. She's one of the most fierce, most powerful people And I feel like that empowers me as well. Like, that makes me as bold, bold as I am. And uh, yeah, I love her. And I just like wish on... Um, i just like, I love her. And I wish nothing but the be best for her am
0: and as a child of a single parent myself um i that that's something that i think is is really beautiful and it's something that um you know we really need to shout out all the solo parents out there for sure like they absolutely, just, they did absolutely. The, the world on their shoulders um yeah so and i guess we should probably end on that note. Shouting out all the solo parents out there. Yes, love <laughs> you, mom. I love you, mom. I love you. I love my mom too. Um, yeah, but I do hope my mom doesn't listen to this because I'm not out to her yet. <laughs> there, no joke, lang. Uh, well, if you find out, mom. Well, Pope Francis just said, "Fuck you." <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, yeah. So, thank you so much, Steph. I appreciated this conversation. Bye. Talking to you has always helped me um, you know, assess myself too and assess where I am in, in my journey as uh, a non-binary person. So thank you so much for giving me the liberation to express my gender identity. And, thank and you so uh, much. Always a healing conversation with you, Steph. I love okay. having you around. Uh, is there thank anything
1: you so much you- for having me. Thank
0: you. And uh, is there anything you want to plug? This time you can actually... Dead be shameless about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, um Steph us on Spotify. Uh also you just on Spotify just as E U G E. And um we do have uh, a single coming up in November. And it's also like super, super, super early stages, but we are going to hustle, we are gonna, we're going to make that... We're, we have a deadline, and we're going to make it. So, <laughs> uh, that's, that is the goal. So, yeah, uh, Single Coming in November. Uh, it is tentatively titled On the Run. And uh, it's about... Uh, it's honestly about, like, what we talked about, which is weird. It's, it's about uh, escaping. Escaping your demons, escaping by just like like literally traveling so um, yeah it's so on the nose but uh, and, uh, on the run is coming in November hopefully 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 and uh, yeah we're very excited to, to share that with everyone and I'm so excited to release something <laughs> so yeah
0: well this episode's coming out mid-November, so hopefully it's out by then. Make sure you guys stream on the Run by Stefan Huge. And thank you again you so much, Steph. Thank you so much for being yourself.
1: Thank like- you so much, Andy. Thank you
0: so much. Thanks again, Steph, and make sure you stream Stefan Huge's debut EP palette cleanser, available wherever you get your music. Before we end the show, I wanna thank everyone who's helped me come to terms with my gender identity. Leah Gomez, Maud Weaver, random people on Reddit, and of course my friends who have loved me and supported me throughout everything. Also to Kathy Pasquale and Louis Morales, I appreciate both of you very much. And remember kids, Soji equality now. Don't let anyone tell you your identity is invalid. And let's keep fighting for our rights and pushing for better protection. Even if you are a homophobe or a transphobe, the Soji bill protects you too. So stop trying to stop people from living a happy life. Jeez. Anyway, thanks again for listening to this episode of Be Yourself. We got some more great guests lined up, so we hope you stay tuned. Love ya. Be Yourself is produced by Giannina Azores and Andrew Mancias. Follow us everywhere on social media at BeYourselfPod. You can also follow me on social media. That's at Andy Mancy on Twitter and at Mancy on Instagram. This show would also not be possible without the amazing art of Reinhardt Ray. You can follow him on Instagram at Reinhardt Ray. And of course, thank you so much to our boy Weege for supplying the kick-ass intro music. Follow him on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash w-e-e-j music. Thank you so much and I hope you keep being yourself. Peace.